Have you ever heard the wise words, stop giving darkness a script to work with? It's a profound insight by my spiritual teacher and probably yours, (laughs) Caroline Mace. Today, we are going to be diving deep into a topic that resonates with these words, psychic attacks. So join me as we explore the shadows and unveil the light within, right here at Spirit School. Welcome to Spirit School. I'm your mentor, Danielle Serenk, also known as the Squamish Medium. In this podcast, I share honestly all I have learned about the mediumship and spiritual development journey. My intention is to normalize these conversations, to make way for a more confident, clear, and connected wave of lightworkers, serving the world of spirit with an open and joyful soul. Welcome again to Spirit School. Thank you everyone for joining me for another episode and though this topic can appear to be maybe less positive in nature, the real message around me discussing this topic is around you embracing your light in a deeper way. So let's get into it. This is the topic of this month's Spirit School Collective Philosophy Circle called Psychic Attacks. Of course, I have titled this podcast episode, Embracing the Light, Navigating Psychic Attacks with Spiritual Wisdom. So my hope is by the end of this episode, you will have a clear idea on what psychic attacks are, where they may have or may appear in the future in your spiritual path different pathways to empowerment around it, and hopefully gaining some wisdom from maybe some insights that you're receiving as you listen to this topic. Now, typically, New Year, who dis? Why are we talking about shadowy topics when it's the new year and there's this collective energy of renewal and hope and I'm all about it but we are also in the northern hemisphere still within the depths of winter so it is very much an aligned topic and something I've wanted to talk about for some time now on the topic of psychic attacks this is not something I think about very much it's not something that bothers me it's not something that consumes me in any way I absolutely have had my experiences with it which have led me to a deeper sense of personal empowerment and rediscovering my own spirit and light within and that is my intention in sharing this topic with you today in spirit school and I'm excited to go really deep into it with the spirit school collective later today when I meet them to discuss this topic in group So the definition that we are working off of in the context of the content that's going to unfold in this episode is a psychic attack is often described as a negative intentional energy directed towards an individual, potentially causing harm on a psychological or energetic level. Healers may view it as an intrusion that requires spiritual or energetic intervention to restore balance. So that is the common definition that we're going to be working off with. Of course, I want to add that sometimes some of these energetic attacks may actually be unconscious, not necessarily intentional, but I still wanted to add it there anyways. Some other terms that you may have heard around psychic attacks is energy vampirism, spiritual interference, negative energy assault, psychic intrusion, even curses. I know the first time I ever thought about the topic, I really never thought about it before. Before I started developing mediumship, I didn't fear ghosts. I didn't fear the world of energy or the world of spirit. My biggest fear was alien abduction, truly. So I didn't come into the spiritual space worried about psychic attack, even thinking about it. It was actually through a healing session, which I'll share about in detail in a minute through the emotion code, that different patterns and timelines around specific characters in my life started to unfold. And I'll share that more in detail coming up, but it was actually only about three summers ago that I consciously started to become aware of it. But looking back, if you listen to my old episode about my experience with dark energy after my NDE, I think that looking back, that was definitely something that could be, you know, under the umbrella of psychic attack. 
So two sources we'll be talking about in this episode when it comes to the sources of the psychic attacks. One is a spiritual context. So when I shared my episode about my first experience with dark energy, it to me was a spiritual force. It wasn't an intelligence of spirit. I can't say that it felt anything like a loved one departed or a guide or an angel. It felt nothing like that. The only way I could describe it, and I described it in this episode, was it was very much about um, like a collection of energy, like a collection of sadness, a collection of depression. It was literally visually like the cloud that hangs over Eeyore not necessarily an intelligence but it did kind of slip in during the hardest time of my life at that time you know when I came out of the hospital after that kind of like medical mystery experience when I was pregnant and I was in critical care I was in neurological critical care um, it was a really really scary experience for me some people after NDEs have experiences of elation or spiritual expansion and my Mine was very different. I went into depression for my first time and I felt very much after reflecting on that first experience with dark energy that, you know, I felt like something was like slipping in through the cracks and I'll talk about the signs and symptoms coming up that accompanied this experience, but that was the first and one of the three experiences I have had with, I believe, like psychic attack from more of like a spiritual space, a spiritual realm, but not to be confused with what I term as the world of spirit, which is where angels, our guides, our ancestors reside. It feels like a very different energy. Now, don't get me wrong. Before a couple years ago, I've definitely had negative experiences with different human beings. I am a divorcee. That was a very troubling experience for me. I am more than sure my ex did not wish me well for many, many, many years. I know that for a fact, actually. So I don't believe that every single ill wish towards us then manifests powerfully through the world of energy um, as a psychic attack. But one time it did come up, which I think evidentially came up and was very unsuspecting is when I started doing the emotion code with Lynn Tuckney's. I've had her on the podcast before. Again, you can go listen to that episode because up until I met her, the word curse was not even in my vocabulary. It was not even in my vocabulary. Of course, I grew up watching movies like The Craft, and of course, I've heard the word of curse. I just never really gave it much thought. And I started doing these sessions with Lynn, and, you know, I was overcoming, like, a lot of, you know, imposter syndrome still. Like, the career was kind of taken off, and, you know, spirit school was really doing its thing. And, you know, when we are in times of expansion, we can really doubt ourselves. This is where some of those old patternings come up. Any, this would happen for absolutely any human, and it was definitely happening for me. So because so much of that is deeply rooted, I started going to the emotion code. And what was interesting, it was just one thing that she said. She's, and if you know emotion code, you'll understand this language. But it was essentially like curse, June 2021, from male to not stand in the power to not be heard. And it was almost like a weight dropped in my brain because she didn't know this. Nobody really knew this. But back in June 2021, I had a business mentor who, you know, fine enough human being, but after, you know, nine months with this individual, it was very, very clear that there was a misalignment in values and in belief systems. And this person posted a podcast episode basically um, you know, doing the Doreen Virtue thing where it's like, I'm throwing out my crystals, I'm burning my spiritual books. I'm like, dude, like I'm a psychic. <laughs> like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, I, I can't work with you. I don't feel safe, essentially, and had to have that really, really hard discussion. And I ended up firing them, essentially. And that was a really scary thing for me to do. But there was no choice if you ask me. And unfortunately, I do know that I hurt this person's feelings. I know that there were a few podcast episodes dedicated to me after that. Um, a few noteworthy mentions. And, you know, I, I moved on pretty quickly and out of sight, out of mind. But what was interesting is that the things I was navigating were directly related to what Lynn had picked up. This person had been projecting towards me. And then all of a sudden, even though I'd been podcasting for years and 
doing readings publicly and, you know, making a name for myself over the course of like nine years by this time that these old nagging doubts kept coming up. And now they will come up for anyone. But what was interesting in the session was that she could evidentially come up with the timeline and the individual um, that was kind of projecting this on me. And she would call it a curse. And I had a really hard time reconciling with that word. So that's when I had her on the podcast and I had her describe, like, can you talk to us about curses? Because you know, I'm, I I did kind of get trained in my early years in like this love and light, nothing negative, no such thing as dark energy. Doesn't make sense that there would be ghosts. Like, you know what I mean? I've talked about all this over the years and you've seen my philosophy shift and evolve over the years. But that was my first experience of, you know, really clearing something that a human projected on me that could be definitely considered a psychic attack and it is definitely one of the prominent um, symptoms of a psychic attack which I will move into in a second here. Now since then I have had it many more times. I've had to get backache alleviated, um, headaches, uh, repetitive negative thoughts. Um, you know I work with a healer which I'll talk about in a second here but when you really kind of put yourself out there Sometimes not everyone loves you for that. And if you have a collection of individuals um, or collections of groups of people who are kind of like sending you ill wish and intention, energy is energy is energy. If we're not careful as, as different humans and light workers, you know, we may subtly pick some of that up and we may claim it as our own and it's not actually coming from within. So hopefully through this episode, the things I'll be sharing will help prepare you for that and help you like navigate that and feel really empowered by the world of energy and the resilience of your own spirit and soul. So just to be clear, just sharing a few experiences where I have personally had experience with both psychic attacks from um, the dark energy realm and from the human realm as well. So what are some signs and symptoms that you may or may have in the past experienced a psychic attack? Now, it's important to be very discerning as a disclaimer. Be discerning because what I'm about to describe can be a whole flurry of different things. I am just giving this list in the context of a psychic attack. But if you experience one or more of these, please do seek professional guidance and you know that some of these symptoms could be a multitude of things. But some of the signs and symptoms that I felt compelled to share as part of this episode is persistent negative thoughts, right? So experiencing a sudden influx of negative or intrusive thoughts that are not very typical for you or repetitive or on repeat in this hamster wheel in your mind. You know, sometimes I have to stop and ask myself, are these my thoughts? Do I own these? Do I want to keep these? Right? Can I release what is not mine? Okay. And then just work with whatever is left. Right? Energy drains, feeling unusually fatigued or de depleted of energy, especially after interacting with very specific individuals or environments. This energy drain may lead into the next symptom, which is a lack of interest in spiritual practices. Right? You may even forget that you have a spiritual practice. Um, you may find yourself in a state of disinterest in the spiritual topics that you used to love devouring or studying or practicing. And when I had my first experience with the dark energy after my NDE, that is the most common symptom. I forgot I was a medium. I forgot I was spiritually evolving. I forgot I meditated. I forgot I used to do a lot of ritualistic things. Now, it only lasted for three weeks until my first mentor kind of called me out of it. And called me at home and kind of taught me how to walk through it, which is going to be part of, you know, this episode as well. One of the tips I'm going to leave you with, but I didn't realize three weeks had passed. It's almost like this amnesia took over and I just forgot. I forgot about my spiritual practices and that was a really fascinating thing. It made me forget myself. Unexplained fear or paranoia that apparently comes out of nowhere. So all of a sudden feeling intense sense of fear, anxiety, or paranoia without any clear external trigger or danger. That is something that has definitely come up for me in the past. I can't say for sure if it was a psychic attack, but all of a sudden two years ago out of nowhere, I started going cold driving over bridges literally driving over bridges, I would go cold and numb in my body. And that just started when I was 39 years old. It was kind of wild. 
Um, body posture. Sometimes you can see that you're just very slunched, um, slouched over and you're not sitting up with empowerment or with support or stability. And sometimes when you're feeling like you're under psychic attack, it's like really hard to support yourself even in like a sitting or standing position. You pretty much just want to lay down with that fatigue. And then the last symptom that I wanted to bring up around this is like this overall sense of like density. Like you can't even lift your vibration if you tried. Prayer used to work and it's not working. Visualization and the light used to work and it's not working. It's just there's so much density taking place. So when it comes to, you know, looking at how we may walk around unconsciously or even consciously, you know, placing like psychic attacks on one another, I kept thinking about this video I shared in the Lightworker Language class, right, where we choose our vocabulary as lightworkers, uplifting vocabulary, vibrationally high language in the spirit work. And one of the videos that I showed them that reminded me of what the impact of a psychic attack is, and that was this beautiful video that IKEA of all companies put together, and it was about you know, the impacts of kindness on plants and the impacts of bullying on plants. So the premise of this video was showing school-aged kids. They had two glass enclosures with a plant in each glass enclosure. Now, one glass enclosure had audio recording of, you know, dozens of students giving kind words of affirmation, like, I love you. Thank you for bringing beauty to the world. You're beautiful. I love you. All these empowering, joyful, expansive words are being projected onto this plant 24-7. And then in the other glass enclosure, there's a plant with students' voices recorded on a speaker speaking to the plant constantly saying, you're not enough. Like, you're so stupid. I can't believe you just did that. I hate you. And over the course of months, you can see the impact that the negative words has on the plant versus the one that is thriving with all the love and radiance and kind words. And it's just such a great analogy and description of the impact that our words have on us. And it's not only words that other people project on us. Sometimes we're like psychically attacking ourselves with internal violence. It's also the internal dialogue. It's the words that we choose to ourselves. Are these words the vibration that help me thrive? Or are these the words that carry the vibration that makes me feel small, that makes me forget myself, that makes me lack awareness of my spiritual abilities or the light within. And so it's a really great analogy. If you go take a look at it, I'll link the video in the show notes and you can look at it and just trust that when we talk in the context of psychic attack, that is exactly the effect that it can have on us. Now, my hope is by the end of this episode, you have tools and resources and actions that you can take to not get impacted in that way. But when you have a psychic attack, it's so subtle. The dark energy or like the dark intentions from other people really slip in through the cracks. And sometimes it's hard for us to see our blind spots and it takes a really deep level of self-awareness to be able to discern actually what is yours and what is not yours. And that's a real deep spiritual practice that is something that all of us will be asked to navigate at some time. So realistically, the IKEA video example really does show that your words matter, your thoughts matter. They carry a vibration, right? So finding a vocabulary of light for you is crucial. It's absolutely crucial. Speaking to yourself with the love that you would speak to your child is crucial when it comes to being spiritually aware. So one of the best pieces of advice that I heard, which is what I started the podcast episode with when it comes to that internal violence and how the dark, whether it's from spirit or whether it's from, you know, humanity, how we can stop giving it so much power is to stop giving it a script to work with. Because what I have found, and I've had many more experiences I will share over the years around this topic, 
Um, And not to be negative or fearful, that's not what I'm trying to do. I'm hoping that you find this episode really, really empowering, to be honest with you. But it really became a devotional spiritual practice for me to learn how to speak to myself and to others in a way that is intentional in thriving, in expanding, in showcasing and representing the world of light. And so that is one of the wisdoms that can come from such a topic is, you know, stop giving the darkness a script to work with because that sneaky energy will pick at your wounds. And if you give those wounds life, that is what the darkness will find. So do what you can to stop giving darkness a script to work with. So some of the experiences and teachings that has brought me is been around, you know, my intention and, you know, the power that I have, the personal empowerment. When I talked about that first experience with dark energy and my mentor at the time said, well, have you tried praying? I was like, what do you mean praying? Who am I to pray? I'm not even religious in any way. And I did pray and I found my own way to pray with the creator. And all it took was a prayer for this darkness to lift out of my experience. And it was a huge teaching for me about how powerful I am and how powerful we can sometimes make unseen forces when after that experience, I do not believe it is more powerful than my own intention and my own free will. And in that way, it was a pathway to personal empowerment. Absolutely. So I also love sending people love. It's so important. Even the people that I struggle with, even the people that, you know, I feel may have offended me in some way, even the people who I originally, you know, healed through seeing them in a low vibrational way. I don't think like that anymore. I really don't. And even if there's a sneaky bit of that that comes up in the human, because we are all human, I catch it really quick. And I flip the script. How can I think about this in the highest vibrational way? We're here to teach each other something. There is love here. There is light here. And I will find light in the situation. And I will find love in this situation. And that sometimes can be, you know, a hard path to walk depending on certain circumstances. That experience brought me to, you know, a path of prayer and using prayer as my biggest spiritual tool. And still to this day, I do. If I don't feel like doing anything else, like the meditating or the journaling, I will sit there and have a conversation with the spirit world. And that is my sacred act of prayer. So it definitely brought me a deeper sense of a spiritual practice and a more simple spiritual practice, which was really powerful for me. Um, so spiritual self-care, um, forgiving all the people, spiritual resilience and a trust in the spirit world. These experiences did allow me to lean more into trust, not just of spirit outside myself, like spiritual allies or spiritual guides, but also my own spirit and my own resilience. I no longer fear the dark. I no longer fear dark energy. I have had enough experiences and only a handful over the course of many my lifetime that I'm aware of. And every single time I came out the other end, okay. Every single time I came out with a story or a teaching. And so I no longer fear shadowy stuff anymore. And another piece of wisdom I got from these experiences is it really does make me continuously recommit to the light every single time. Every single time it brings me a deeper sense of pers- of personal um, you know, responsibility and personal connection to being a servant of the light and so without those dark experiences I don't think I would have that passion towards being a light worker I really really don't so what have you experienced on this topic you know what wisdom have you gained from such experiences I would love to hear from you on Spotify you can leave me a comment that I see I can't answer to them as you know Um, but I do see them And then also in the Spirit School community, we usually discuss different podcast episodes too. You can come in there and share your experiences. So the empowerment piece is really the prayer, the increased spiritual awareness, a a deep sense and set of spiritual practices that support me. I've had my resilience enhanced and I became much, much more mindful in that pathway. So let's talk about different strategies that you can take if this is something that you worry about, if this is something that you've experienced in the past and you're worried if it ever comes up again. Like what are some 
strategies that you can have. One, I'm going to use the word prayer and unapologetically because I'm not using it in a religious context, but speaking to your spirit team, speaking to the allies, the angels. Thank you, Archangel Michael, for surrounding me with a protective ball of light. Thank you, Archangel Michael, for filling this room of light and only allowing that of which works for the light into my atmosphere and my aura. And these are not fear-based prayers. You'll hear how I describe them as called affirmative prayer. I'm praying in a way that is empowering and a way that is positive. If you were to pray in a way like, keep this darkness away, thank you for taking away the darkness, it has a completely different vibration. I feel it in my sacral. Whereas when I pray in the way of like, thank you, Archangel Michael, for filling this room with light, I'm in my upper chakras. I can feel my crown expand. So even being mindful of the language you're using in your prayer and your protective work is really important and valuable. Limiting negative influences. You know, sometimes I love TikTok, as you know, I really do. It helped me get through grief to so many deep levels. I've seen some of the funniest things on there. I've seen the funniest comments. I've never laughed so much. But overall, it is a negative influence for me. There's a lot of negative things on there. It does have a denser energy to it compared to Instagram. Isn't that odd to say? Because you know how I feel about meta. But I've had to eliminate some of these darker influences and more negative influences out of my life. Um, even what I consume, right, with media or different environments or different people. And I've had to let go of people who really see the negative in the world and have a harder time seeing the positive. Not to say they're not great people. It's just who do I want to surround myself with? I want people who dream towards uh, a great future for humanity that can see the earth replenishing. That is the type of influence that I want in my life. So I'm going to have to limit the doomsday scrolling and I'm going to have to limit, you know, the time that I spend on some of these platforms. Uh, mindfulness and grounding is a great strategy. So practicing mindfulness and the grounding techniques to stay rooted in the present moment, like deep breathing, meditation, connecting with nature, anything that can help you anchor your energy to promote balance. Let me tell you that you cannot heal what you are not aware of. So that mindfulness and that awareness is always going to be a first step. The acceptance is always going to be a second step. I accept that through my sadness, through my self-loathing, something snuck in and it amplified how I was already feeling about myself. And I accept that this happened. I'm ready to commit to my own inner light again. I am ready to make way and make space to reconnect to that light, right? So that's how I typically would handle a situation like that. And I've had to handle that quite a bit. Um, using your spirit guides and allies, so important. So cultivating a relationship with your spirit guides, seeking their guidance for protection and assistance during spiritual challenges. Now, spirit cannot come down and rescue you. But I do feel to some extent, because we're here in earth school, they may hang out a little bit to kind of see where our free will takes us and where the divine law of choice and consequence comes in. What are we going to choose in these moments? How are we going to handle the cause and effect of our choices? But I do believe that spirit can feel our intentions and they can see our light brighter than us and they will do what they can to help us in our life without rescuing us to the point where we don't take the higher quality learnings from these experiences. And then finally a protective visualization now if you hang out until the end of this episode i have a beautiful protective visualization that spirit has gifted me for the spirit school collective i'm going to be sharing it with them in a little bit but if you hang out at the end of the episode i will drop you a version here for you on a beautiful visualization a protective bubble that spirit has gifted me just in the past few months so in closing on the topic of psychic attacks, you know, we cover the definition of the psychic attacks. I shared some sources, whether it's from spirit or from, you know, human origin. We talked about signs and symptoms that may come up. We share the analogy of the 
Ikea plant, the different wisdoms and teachings that I've gained from my personal experiences with a call to action for you to share with me, the Spirit School listeners and other Spirit School listeners. Speaking of which, if you want to leave a voice note of your experiences, use the voice note link below and just drop me a 90 second experience that I can share on the podcast with other people as well. And we talked more about like the self-empowerment that can come with such experiences and a few strategies for you as well right? So acknowledging the existence of psychic attacks, but not dwelling on them excessively is going to be a way to stay balanced and really well. We can't ignore it. We can't pretend it doesn't exist, but we don't have to dwell on it or fear it or um, live life cautious around it. We really, really don't. I think that will actually attract it a lot more. I choose not to focus on it or think about it. Um, You know, so you have to really kind of question some of these experiences when they come up is this mine? Are these thoughts mine? Is this emotion mine? Is this naysaying um, perspective on life mine? And I choose to carry what is only mine to carry in this moment. And I release what is not mine. And I believe that the power of prayer is so powerful that even just saying that we are only left with what we truly have to work on ourselves and to clear ourselves. And I want you to embrace your role as a powerful creator. I want you to connect with the divine. And most of all, I want you to connect and commit to the world of light. Everyone who listens to the podcast, whether you define as a light worker or somebody who is just curious about understanding their own light, has an opportunity to make a commitment to that light. I had an experience a couple days ago where I felt something kind of slip in and because I was going through something. And, you know, I've expanded my light quite a bit, as so many of you have as well. And I do believe sometimes that becomes a little bit of a magnetizer. And I remember just saying, I work for the light, fearlessly, fully, and unwaveringly. I work on behalf of the light. And even just saying that for a few seconds filled me with so much power, so much love, so much strength, so much resilience. That commitment to the light is always how I bring myself back. So when you enter a season of struggle, when you find yourself with any of these symptoms, just simply ask, is this mine? Is there something external taking place? Do I even need to know where this is coming from? Or can I just do my spiritual practice to bring myself back to my own inner light and the power within? Oh, friends, I am so excited for this part two of this episode because we actually have a pretty big treat, something I've never included on the podcast episode before, but I'm recording this after we held our monthly spiritual philosophy circle in the Spirit School Collective in which we talked about this topic. And I just wanted to share and I have permission from the members so you get an opportunity to be a fly on a wall in one of our philosophy circles where the whole premise behind the philosophy circle is, you know, the concept that expanded people with expanded missions discuss expanded ideas. And it's an idea exchange. It's a gathering of wisdom in these circles. And we talk about higher philosophy. So we talked this month about um, spiritual attacks psychic attacks. And so what I have permission to share with you as this next part of this podcast episode are some of the thoughts when I opened up the floor at the beginning of our call. I said if anyone is passionate about this topic or has some wisdom at the onset that they want to share on this topic, I shared the common definition which I discussed earlier in this episode. And so what you are about to hear are the collective members Um, thoughts as I presented the topic that we'd be discussing for the day. And then after we have our open discussion, I put them into small Zoom rooms where they have deeper conversations on something specific. So for this conversation that is not recorded, well, it is recorded, but it's in the collective, but I'm not going to share it on the podcast. They were discussing in their small Zoom rooms, is psychic protection necessary? Because the you know, I've been studying mediumship for 11 years, I've had at least nine mentors, and there is teachings that are not consistent across the board. There are some mentors who are like, you don't need psychic protection, the more energy you put towards it, um, the more you will need something like that, like you're creating something. And then there's also teachers who unequivocally say, you're like irresponsible to do this work without some sort of protection. So 
they were discussing that in their smaller groups, which I just get so lit up in these conversations with these incredible people. And it's an incredible honor to share with you the members in the collective because I'm so proud of each and every one of them. I love this space. Uh, I remember we talk about some really controversial conversations. And one of the most beautiful parts about being in community with these people is everyone feels really safe to be themselves, to voice their opinions. And, you know, be open enough to receiving other people's opinions. So without further ado, in order in which you will hear the different perspectives come in are Jenny Kahn, Avery, Victoria, Peyton, Leona, Tina, Cindy, and Leilani. These are the contributing conversations that you are just about to hear. Each person had anywhere from a minute to three minutes to share. And we will go into the visualization after. And I will be back right after that. Hello, everyone. I just want to throw in like the opposite spectrum because I don't think like I've never experienced anything like that. And I think that that's what it's all about is like our own experience here is going to support us in what we need to know. And right before you quoted Carolyn, I heard what's the difference between a psychic attack and a flashlight in a closet that you didn't know you had. And so it's like, I'm always going to probably go to that philosophy, that like psychological side of things of the nervous system is tricky, right? Like we, we can feel things and experience things and it, and it could be on a psychic realm that we are meant to learn or question or, um, I don't know, or be a warrior of the dark. Um, I personally, uh, I relate with uh, Leilani because I have a Pisces moon at 28 degrees in the house of Scorpio. So like I got real comfortable living in the darkness, um, but I didn't now. And even then, I never thought the darkness was haunting me. I thought... I was in survival until I realized I had a tall order to walk through a lot in life than to help others understand that it's it's not an attack. It's an environment so we can learn how to be part of the light in this human experience. And so that's just a completely different aspect of things. But um, I love the conversations because I'm kind of in awe right now. I didn't know what the topic was today. I was like, oh, <laughs> probably when it came. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I, I, I want to know different. The, all of it. I want to know all of it. So I'm, I'm happy to learn and see what you guys have to say. So I kind of have a different perspective, I think, because I had a lot of religious wounding around this because raised Mormon LDS faith as a kid, we were always taught that any type of bad thought was Satan and Satan was in our minds and he was in here letting us think all of these terrible things that are against the church and it really, I think to that, that to me was like this negative energy that you're feeling. Like the very first time you explained it was like, oh, this is what I experienced as a, as a youth and adolescent when I would have thoughts that weren't bad thoughts. They were just curious thoughts that I was just like, oh my gosh, Satan's here, like evil's here. And it would, it would swarm me with like these, these radical thoughts. And that to me is what it feels like. It feels like this deity that is unwelcome and it's it's kind of to me I think there's a lot of religious wounding around that I had to read Caroline Mace's divine conversations with conversations with the divine I think and it helped with prayer so much for me because like you said I think that prayer can be powerful even in a casual term of hey I'm I don't like this energy please leave I just wanted to add in also a slightly different perspective on um, psychic attacks and, you know, what that might feel like. And I, I definitely believe that there is something to that as far as the curses, the negative energy, the psychic attacks, all that kind of stuff. I do believe that there's something to that. It's not that I don't believe in it at all. But to add another perspective with my personal experience, and I do apologize for my phone as well. It's cracked on the on the selfie screen. <laughs> so it looks like I'm in heaven. Um, but before I started my spiritual journey, this was for, for years, even since that, since when I was a kid, I always felt a negative energy behind me, always behind me, behind my back. I would wear sweatshirts even when it was hot outside because it kind of felt like a protective blanket. Mm -hmm. 
And I would constantly be looking behind me, always afraid that something was behind me, something was going to attack me, something was going to stab me in the back, shoot me in the back of the head, you know, things like that. And then, you know, growing up as an adult, being in my apartment, um, running from the bathroom to the bedroom, because I would feel this negative energy behind me, always thinking like, oh, is there a negative entity in my apartment, you know, things like that. And then as I started going through my healing and my spiritual journey, I found that a lot of it was my own. It was my own nervous system. So healing my nervous system, healing my energy. I'm also a Scorpio. I have a Scorpio rising, um, you know, healing myself, my body, my energy, my aura. Um, it, it, all of that is gone. And it's not saying that there wasn't something present, that there wasn't something here with me. But I do think that the important thing to note is that sometimes that energy does come from us and then we feed it. Um, so, yeah, I just I found that really interesting in my own life of like, wow, I am no longer afraid of something being behind me. I no longer feel this negative, scary energy on my back. And it was my own nervous system. For me personally, I've, um, and we've talked about this in other um, conversations about like negative energies and entities and ghosts and all these things. And whenever I have felt something negative, I've had to kind of set with myself of like, is this based upon my previous religious teachings or things I've been told in the past that's making me go there in my mind? Or is that what it is? You know, that's always kind of been um, something for me to juggle. I do, you know, I do think it's good practice for us, especially as we're um, deepening our relationship with ourselves and our own energy to do that cord cutting kind of however that ceremony looks for you of, um, you know, if there are people that have ill thoughts or ill feelings that they're putting out towards me, you know, it's good to clean, uh, you know, clean that out of my energy and like cut those cords away for me. Um, I also think it can be situational too. So like I had this bad experience, something failed. And now I have this thought of failure in my head when I go forward with things. And it's like that self-doubt. I think that's also kind of a psychic, it could be kind of psychic energy that's still connected from the situation or the person or the experience that you had. Um, so I feel like that's kind of in the same the same realm as um, a psychic attack of things that I don't know if it's always um, conscious that people are doing it. I think it's just the way we kind of transmute and, um, and we share energy with, e with each other. So I think it's a good reminder too, for at least for me, um, to kind of remember like we're in control of our energy and we do have some say as to what we allow to stick with us and, um, and, you know, try to move forward and through that. Yeah, it feels a little bit like a, maybe a two prong situation where I believe that there are, it's kind of like the so above, as above, so below. So where there's higher entities, I believe that there is lower entities as well. But it feels like sort of where you're at in, in sort of vibration in your life is where you're mat what you're matched with. And so sometimes it's, it's, you know, you're calling in what a vibrational match is to you. Um, but then also it's, I would say in my personal experience, it's, um, I don't think I've ever had a psychic attack that's worse than the psychic attack of myself to myself. So it feels like a lot of it can be either things you're actively saying or doing to yourself or just the energy that you're creating that's sort of maybe even physically manifesting in your life. That's um, sort of the negative um, a visualization of the negativity that you're putting out that's coming back to you. So um, I haven't had that experience, but I would say that um, the amount of psychic attacks I've done to myself, I feel is, I don't think that I could be attacked by anything worse than the attacks that I've done to myself, if that makes sense. I just personally think it's very interesting and it's something to learn to, to know and to um, be aware of your surrounding and what's happening in your life. And if you are being attacked and be able to determine the two difference, you know, and the energy, the energy level on those is what I'm looking for. 
um, have like a lot of knowledge around this topic. And I also really like to practice discernment because sometimes it's our own feelings that creates like, and we don't have to go through that. Um, but as a first nations person an indigenous person, I also know there's a lot of teachings passed down on this and a lot of really cool, um, kick-ass remedies, I guess, maybe in our culture, we're a little bit more aware of them and a little bit realizing that we need to practice remedies like continuously almost. Okay. I don't even know where to start. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I have had a lot, a lot, a lot of experiences with this. And I don't know if it has something to do with like, I have like six uh, Scorpio planets in spirituality. So it's very much like, I feel like I'm a part of the underworld almost. And so it, it, it's just scary for me to talk about because I feel like when we talk about these things, we attract these things into our being. But um, I do think it's like, uh, like one side of the coin, the same coin. Like I do believe that there is just as much darkness as there is light. And it's naive to think that everybody that does this practice is just about light because I have come into people that practice black magic and um, and they manifest in that way. And so um, I think they're, and then this thought of like, I don't know if you've ever heard the term of louche, but it's basically where we are like, basically like a part of the food chain when it comes to like other beings and then like eating us while we're sleeping. And I've had those experiences as well. So I don't know. I have a lot to share on this topic. But um, yeah, I think it's very, very much like mindful, like not to call in that stuff too. Close your eyes. Connect in with a breath. Connect in with your light. Such a beautiful vibrational place to be. And just said to yourself, we did a lot of thinking today, a lot of sharing, a lot of expansive energy. And we're just going to call back our power now to our heart space, to the seat of the soul. And when you feel fully present, like you've come fully to full presence with the breath, with the body, with your light. I want you to visualize an ecosystem that encompasses all the elements, earth, air, fire, water. It could be a forest or a beach. Just visualize somewhere that has all four elements in it. Earth, air, fire, water. You may want to invite clear audience sense of hearing maybe a crackling of the fire or birds off in the distance representing air or gusts of powerful winds maybe the sound of lapping waves or a waterfall beautiful foliage everywhere representing earth potentially it's tall trees Spend a moment allowing this place to come to life for you. And now all around you, Wherever you're sitting or standing in this beautiful space you created, all these elements of earth, air, fire, and water come together in one material, one light force that appears as a bubble surrounding you. This material that is created with all these four elements is like nothing you've seen with your own eyes here on earth. It is absolutely divine. 
and alchemy. We are adding a fifth element to this bubble of light. And with this light, you become invisible. Anything that comes near you cannot see you. It can only see its own light instead. This material becomes reflective and one of the most potent protectors you can call in at any time. While we're in this bubble of these five elements, we are also receiving a holistic healing of mind, body, soul, and spirit. Four is a powerful number in nature and within. All four of these aspects of ourselves receive rejuvenation. And I invite you to connect in with the breath once more as this beautiful ball of light stays with us. Connecting into the breath and the body once more. Wiggling your toes and your fingers and just coming back, activating a smile on your face, feeling supported and grounded. enjoyed that visualization. It's quick and simple. I love simplicity in my spiritual practice. I hope you enjoyed the topic, the conversation. I hope you receive something out of this. If you are interested in being in community where we share conversations like this, this is just one of around eight activities we do every single month in the Spirit School Collective. We are having our annual sale where you get two months for free if you sign up for the annual bundle and you also get access for free to a two-day online development retreat that I will be hosting in May. So I'm very excited about that. If you're interested, you are welcome to just join month to month or you are welcome to participate in the annual sale. It's usually very, very, very popular. And yeah, be in community with people who not, are not only developing in their psychic, mediumship, um, Akashic, angel work, all the different light workers are in this space, but it's a place where you can thrive in conversation, community, and collaboration. We have practice opportunities every single week live. We also have practice partner assignment. And even if you are not training to be a light worker, there is a lot of self-improvement, personal growth that is weaved into every single experience in the collective. So we are entering our fourth year as a membership. We have over 130 incredible members there and I look forward to continuing to serve through the Spirit School Collective in all of 2024. So if you have any questions, let us know. We'd love to hear your feedback on this episode and what is your philosophy and what are your experiences around navigating psychic attacks with spiritual wisdom to embrace the light. See you next episode, friends.